Hello, kapla, and welcome everyone to our fan cast. We're a Star Wars boy, a Star Trek girl, and a sci-fi wingnut talk about the new Star Trek series, Strange New Worlds. We are super excited to geek out, talk about the new show, so let's bring in the intro music and get going. And welcome to Strange New Worlds Fancast. We'll start up front by saying I'm sorry Shannon is not here. And we know that's who you actually come to hear. Shannon is in Savannah right now with the girls on a Girl Scout trip. Uh, she is on all, or she's gone all week. Uh, she'll be back next week for that episode. However, you know, it's a win for me because she got a Girl Scout shirt. I'm going to have her wear <laughs> that when she gets back, you know, for science. Purely science reasons, no no other things uh, involved there. But on a, on a complete aside that will make no sense to anyone listening to this, did you see the TikTok with the uh, Next Generation bathing suit I sent you? Yes, I did. Yes, okay. I did. If she wants to be a Star Trek fan, I am perfectly fine with that. And as I said, no one else here will understand that, so I apologize. Yes. Uh, search for Star Trek TikTok bathing suit. you probably find it. However... Uh, this week, we are going to be talking about Serene Squall, Episode 7, in the Strange New Worlds Series 1. And uh, I thought this was pretty apt, you know, Serene Squall, Calm Storm. Uh, this, <laughs> this is my second favorite episode of the entire series. And and the worst part about it is, is the first like fifteen minutes of the episode, I was bored. Really? For the first like the first like fifteen minutes, I'm sitting there going, okay, this is going to be like a filler episode at some point in time. <laughs> and then it actually took off. It was kind of like, no, no, this is a good episode. First of all, you can't. It, it can't be a filler episode when T'Pring is talking to Spock about human sex, like. She's, like, doing her research. Well, see, the thing is, is that I was sitting here thinking to myself the moment I saw this is kind of like, you know, we only have 10 episodes. Haven't we, like, done this already? Can't we, like, move on to something else? Now, I will admit by the end of the episode, I was wrong. <laughs> but that's where I started with this was kind of like, OK, we've already done the Spock into Pring thing. You know, can we can we move the story along? Can we go to something else? I'll admit, I was wrong. See, I love the Spock to, to Pring and Chapel triangle, or as I call it, the triangle. <laughs> I'm a big fan of it, first of all. Shannon's a big to Pring fan, and of course, I am Team Chapel. However, I, I love the fact that to Pring, for a Vulcan, to Pring is really into this. Right. She is she is like a girlfriend that is doing her or is she a fiance. Is she technically a fiance? Fiance. Yes. Yeah, I think she's technically a fiance. Anyway, she is a fiance who is doing she is putting in the work. Right. She's reading books. She's trying to understand her man. She's trying to make long distance relationships work. And Spock's like, it, well, wait oh. a minute. Even like a human girlfriend, she has taken this too far. <laughs> Oh, that's freaking amazing. Like, I always wondered, like, why? Okay, here's here's my problem. Like, my and of all people, my father, Bona, and I have debated this over the years. Why do you want a Vulcan girlfriend? I'm like, this seems like the most boring relationship. No, you want a Vulcan girlfriend for the same reason that at some point Chapel tells you why she likes Vulcan men. <laughs> they just tell you what they want, what they need, what their expectations are, and they don't lie to you. Well, unless they're in jail, <laughs> in in feelings jail. Okay, okay, okay. Can, can can we just go ahead and skip to the fact that they brought back the cheesiest villain in Cyborg was it? Oh. Excuse me, Star Trek history. Oh, he's well, he is his brother, his half brother. I, mean, I know, but that was the worst Star Trek movie episode, whatever. You, you have to admit, The Final Frontier is the worst piece of Star Trek that has ever been done. Okay. I will admit 
that the execution was bad. I will say this. Uh, no, two okay. things. You, 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 you got off on um, uh, big Klingon boobies, though. So I, I know that's what, what got you there. But the, other than that, that, that was a terrible movie. Okay. No, the marshmallows scene was fantastic. The uh, I mean, seriously, the the out the, the crew kind of wasn't that the one where it was like, you know, Sulu, we were lost when we can't see a thing. You know, look, Sulu, it's a miracle. The sun's come out. No, that was that was. Um, oh, yes, actually, you're correct. I was that was the wrong one. That, yeah, that was when then, they were trying to fake out because they tried to do they did the same gag again in Star Trek six where they were trying to say that they were a Klingon trash ship. Yeah. And then um, they they did marshmallows, and and that was the whole thing. And they did the the hover boots and everything. when they were not on the ship, I loved the camaraderie. The hover boots were awful. Oh come on, they were fine. Look, they, I love the camaraderie off of it uh, or, or from that that movie. However, the execution, I will totally give you that the execution of the well, this like, is what happens when you let William Shatner direct. <sighs> I mean, I'm not. Look, I read uh, William Shatner's books. He did great. I mean, he's he's a decent writer. Oh, I didn't say let him write. I said let him direct. And and I have two words for you when it comes to his books: ghost writer. <laughs> look, I, I I'm just saying it wasn't without like I it, embracing my inner beefness right now. I I find that there is some redeeming qualities about Star Trek V. However, I will totally admit that it wasn't the best uh, movie ever. No, no, it wasn't. It, it was, in fact, it's probably a poor Star Trek movie. Absolutely. However, Cybok is Spock's brother, half brother. So you, I mean, like, why not bring him in? Like, he, we know well, he's can't around. Can't we just go back to pretending that he doesn't exist? No, come on. Look at what they've done with with characters who were minor already. I mean, that's what this show is for. That's what we do. That we have to do this because okay, we know w- what's coming after Pike leaves. I will admit, however. When you're talking about introducing us more to minor characters, that the idea of Chapel taking out the entire engineering section with a hypo spray. Oh my god! Like, what's <laughs> the best? That's in my notes here. I was like, Chapel didn't touch a gun this entire episode, and by my count, took out like eight people. Well, she had the highest body count of the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> took out eight people with a hypo spray. <laughs> I mean. How, and there were four in that engineering lab, so or engineering section, so maybe more. Uh, like she had to either sneak up on them or do like a fan dance or something to get close enough to, oh, okay. to hypo how, all how four do, of them. Okay, wait a minute. We we know Nurse Chapel at this point, or at least the one is being portrayed in the show. Admit it. She ran in there naked. Would have certainly caught my attention. <laughs> I, mean, you know, I wouldn't be, I would be caught uh, surprised for sure. Uh, I mean, that is, uh, that is unprecedented. And like they did, nobody mentioned it. Spock was just like, your handiwork. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get the communications on. Now, my question for you. Is that's a hypo spray. Spock came in and she gripped it like a Glock. He's 15 feet away from her. What's she going to do? Uh, I don't know. Take her clothes off again. <laughs> I mean, she's holding that hypo spray like it's a phaser or something. And I'm like, oh, sweetie, that doesn't do that. <laughs> like, you got to be right up on him. Like, Spock, is, if he was a bad guy, he's 15 feet away from you, and you're holding that thing like it's a gun. I don't think this is going to work out for you. But... Uh, did you notice? I, I I don't think I've ever noticed this. Did, does the actual actress have this, or is this a character thing? Did you see all the tattoos on her fingers and her wrists? Uh, she was know, holding. I don't hands know up? if the actress has those, but yes, I noticed the tattoos. 
uh, I was like, huh, like one of them's an eye, and then she's got some circles around, like a finger or something. And I, uh, I'm hoping that at some point we'll get a little info behind that because it was a little bit too, let's show these to you moment. Well, I know the one on her pinky finger is real because I've seen her in pictures, in, in other pictures with it. So I know that one's real. Um, so I'm guessing the stuff on her wrists and the and the backs are, or the the you know uh, uh, palm side of her fingers are real as well, or that's just her. Uh, but uh, I was I was super like I'm like trying to zoom in, going, what the hell does it does it say? Is it a picture? You know, a pictogram? Like what the hell is that? No, I don't know. But well, uh, I, you know, I apologize for interrupting. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Well, where I was going to go next is I will say that I appreciate that we probably have our first reoccurring villain, though. I love Captain Angel. I love I love Captain Angel's outfit. (laughs) Look, you can't go wrong in black boots and a black cat suit. Okay, like it's very difficult. A a black only strategically not see through cat food cat suit. Uh, Yeah. Um, first of all, uh, Jesse James Keitel is, that's her name. Um, I had to look it up. I was like, who the hell is that? And where have I seen her or not seen her before? Like, I'm gonna, like, just the, you know why I like her as a villain? Because she laughs and she shoots people. Like, she is, she is an, a loyal lover who was just as soon kill you as look at you, but... Well, she, she's the sympathetic villain that you can actually, like, like. And she was, like, to, to work out and work out some steam, she's club dancing in her room. Like, I, I'm a... And you can hear her through the deck plates, like, super clubbing it out, and, and she opens the door, she's all sweaty. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I love clubbing. I'm like, you were dancing in a cat suit, weren't you? <laughs> That's what you were doing. You were dancing in a cat suit uh, by yourself. That is hmm. that. See, that works for me. I, I total fan of hers. And you knew from the first moment you saw her, I'm like, oh, that's a bad one. Like you can tell when they when she appeared in a, a, a basically a black cat suit for no apparent reason. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'll admit, she's going to betray the crew. See, I didn't see that coming until they made it to engineering. Somewhere along the line, the moment I really? saw that setup, I went, oh, man, she's going to turn sides. Really? As soon as they put her in a black cat suit, I'm like, oh, she's a pirate. <laughs> I didn't guess that the well, ship was hers, but I was like, oh, she's a pirate. Well, uh, with, in regards to uniforms, though, I at least thought we were finally going to get our red-shirted ensign thing when they beamed onto the ship. Dude, what the hell? They come in with, like, two extras in red uniforms storming a pirate ship and nobody dies. Are you freaking kidding me? Is this or is this not Star Trek? Oh, I've, I thought for sure. I'm like, surely, surely now. Like, it has it has to be. Like, right now, they're going to be, they're going to show up, the pirates are going to surprise them, and they're going to instantly kill these these two just to make sure these people know they mean business. Nothing. Not a round was fired. Oh, I was so pissed. Like, what? what is what is this for? Why did you bring red shirts if they're not going to kill them? Like, you didn't, you, you, you didn't even need to bring red shirts. Why would you do this? So, yeah, I was very upset. And also, in true giddy, childlike fashion, when the pirates take over the Enterprise, what's the first thing they do? Fire phasers. Start firing off the weapons and going, woohoo! Well, to be fair, that's what I would do, too. <laughs> exactly! D- if nothing else, just just to say, computer, shields up. <laughs> computer, launch photon torpedoes. Like, I'd say, you got you got it. You gotta do that. I mean, seriously, you're uh, why bother taking over the ship if you're not gonna play with the guns? But uh, I, I did also like uh, uh, Erica. Like, okay, do 
you want like first date or third date distance? <laughs> like, what do you, what do you, how about blind date? Got it. Blind date. Like she's, <laughs> she's constantly thinking about dating. Like, do you like driving? You don't, you can put it on automatic. You don't have to, or you can get relief, Erica. It's, it's fine. She goes, no, no, no. We're, we're on like a third date right now. <laughs> And we're in deep discussion. I'm like, Erica, you think third date is deep discussion? That's what third date is? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we're, I mean, our systems are a little different, I guess. I, it's, it's awful. I mean, I was hoping to deep discussion was second date. Uh, the other thing I'm waiting for, because they seems like they're leading up to it, and it may kind of like come in one of the last, well, it has to come in one of the last couple episodes if it does. I think they're going leading up to Pike's knowledge of his own death is leading him into unreasonable risks somewhere along the line. And even though he knows what's going to happen to him, it's going to catch him off guard somewhere along the line that he doesn't know what's going to happen to everybody else. Hmm. So his willingness to risk himself because he knows it's not nothing bad's going to happen to him for the next ten years is going to bite him because just because nothing's bad's going to happen to him doesn't mean that nothing bad's going to happen to the rest of the crew. True, very true. Very I mean, true. and the only ones that we know for sure survive are Pike in a wheelchair, Spock, uh, Uhura, and Chapel. Chapel. Yeah. Which did you even see Uhura in this episode? No, which was really kind of funny since they actually went out of their way at the beginning to give you part of her backstory, you know, when they did the recap. Yeah. And it was kind of like, well, then where is she? Yeah. Well, I was like, huh, I don't believe I saw her. And then I thought about it. And I was like, you know, I didn't see her uh, this episode, which is fine. I mean, there was there was Star Trek TNG episodes where you didn't see some of the main crew, too, you know, but uh, it was it was a little weird. Uh, now. I'm going to have to geek out just a little bit because I'm a little, I'm in a quandary, all right? And I have to talk about the elephant in the room. For you non-pew-pew uh, people, you're going to have to give me a little leeway here, okay? Now, Jake, <clears throat> you're in close quarters. Let's call it self-defense distances. You have bad guys coming through a door. You know the door. It's by your workstation. You keep a gat strapped to the underside of your workstation. The door is, let's call it, I don't know, 15, 20 feet from your workstation. Do you think you could take a pistol and hit somebody who's filled up a doorway coming through it? Uh, well, it, it, with this, there's also a better thing that the non-pew-pew people will probably not take into account when you have a phaser um it's like when you're firing a standard average everyday human uh slug firing firearm unless you have tracer rounds you don't necessarily see where they're going whereas you can take something that's perfectly visible like a phaser blast and walk it right into your target okay now this is the same complaint i have with stormtroopers okay now with stormtroopers, the reason, generally speaking, they miss a lot is because they're firing, if you watch, from the hip. All right? They're firing from the hip. They're they're locking their body, firing from the hip, and just kind of spraying and praying. Okay? That's, that, that, that's because whoever redesigned their weapons from the Clone Wars to the – from the clones to the actual troopers – and their and not only their weapons but redesigned their helmets did not take the idea of bringing the weapon up into a firing position into account. If they do that, they can't see. Yeah, exactly. They can't see. There's no helmet targeting. There's none of that stuff. There's even a, a pistol scope on their gun, which they can't use at their hip. All right. It's no wonder they don't hit anything. The Imperial Stormtroopers may used to be very accurate, not so accurate by the time we get to see them well, in the movies. Well, no, no, well, see, Imperial Stormtroopers never were. Clone Troopers were, but that's because Clone Troopers were, were created with the idea of skill. With Stormtroopers, the idea was very similar to that of the droid armies, which is let's just make as, no, as many of them as we can yeah. and, and just flood the other side. Quantity over quality, anything. yeah. Yeah. 
clone troopers were anything, enough people shooting something's going to get killed right and so they just overwhelm you it's the same defense with with tie fighters right you know i'm sorry to be talking star wars on a star trek show but i'm, I'm going to bring it back around for you so this is what happens when shannon's not here uh but <laughs> <laughs> she would be screaming at us right she hates that. talking star wars uh but Unless it's the Mandalorian. She does like some Mandalorian and some uh, uh, Book of Boba Fett. And she's a huge Cara Dune fan. Anyway. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I understand why, why stormtroopers are not accurate. But these people were in a, a drop-knee stance, braced over, over solid obstacles with their, with their weapons pointed towards the door. And I counted, okay? I'm like, I backed it. I watched it. I backed it up. Where I'm looking, right? They're taking a lot. Now they did hit some. I'll say this: they did hit some. But and you can. It's very difficult uh, when people uh, when it's a two way fire situation. It's very difficult to second guess one of those because nobody's shooting back at me. Totally get it. But these are trained professionals. Well, uh, I, there is one benefit of the doubt I can give them. They, they, they're, they, it's not like they had time to set up, you know, lanes of fire where they weren't going to be hitting each other either. They were trying to be careful of also not shooting, like, Pike. Pike wasn't there. Uh, Una, whoever the hell was on the bridge. Damn it. <laughs> Una, but now Spock. You're missing the point. Spock was a one-man wrecking crew. He didn't have a gun. Like, Spock disarmed three of them. It pitched a fir- fourth one onto the center of the bridge before uh, Captain Angel like took one in the shoulder for him. Which uh, I'm wondering why she did, uh, but well, regardless. because she knew they were set for stun. Yeah, yeah, probably true. Um, and it wasn't time to reveal her evil plan yet. Oh, she's a sweetheart. She, see, that's the kind of thing that would just work. I'm like, that's. Like, if I was in the Star Trek universe, I'd want that one. <laughs> That's well, the one like, I'd want. You have to admit that it was kind of deviously cool that it, and she could have revealed herself and taken over Spock at any point in time and all of that. But she went further just because she was enjoying screwing with him. Right. She's like, oh, you're cute. It's too bad. You know, <laughs> like she's all crappy and stuff and laughing and cackling on the bridge and doing her best Wicked Witch in, in, imitation. I thought it was adorable. I was like, well, the, the other the oh. other part about it is, is I think she also kind of did the person watching the original series campiness thing that when Spock and uh, Chapel pulled their little thing, the fact that it actually worked made her just kind of go, are you kidding me? Well, she said what everybody else thought, like she can't be buying this. And of course she wasn't right. She's like, no, no, that's not happening. And then when when they did, uh, or, you know, when to was signed off she did what every bad guy should do kill that ship <laughs> right she didn't realize she was beaten she'd be like oh better luck next time she didn't do anything she's just like blow that ship up <laughs> you know but well, actually that that would have kind of you know she was gonna blow up cyborg then well i i think that they were i she knew cyborg wasn't on the ship to bring one to brought him and the other thing about it is how cool a fiance is it that to bring using only Vulcan logic managed to work her way around to I got to go get my fiance if I can. Like, well, uh, the logical right, the option is... is to say, well, I lost a fiance. She got a ship and went to go get him. That's a good woman. Right there. Well, the other part about it is, is in her own Vulcan way, she also expressed that she has a sense of humor. It was nice of you to come visit me. Well, I was in the vicinity. To <laughs> bring is way cooler than I gave her credit for. Like in in the first couple, of, I thought she was just going to be like this cold fish, and there's a reason Spock. Is, like I figured, it was like, oh man, the wife at home. I I can't go back there. You know, like well, I don't want to be know, married to that. Well, the way that you originally started portraying it is, is that, yeah. okay, I'm going to get myself in trouble with this description, but it is one of those things that I have run into, and it has to do with age. 
Have you ever met, you don't find them today because it's one of those things that is extremely obviously socially acceptable today, but in your younger years, did you ever run into the gay man who was dating the most gorgeous woman under the sun just to try to prove to the world and himself that he was not gay? Oh, yes. No, we had one of those okay. in high school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm pretty sure, I, well, let's put it this way. I was she sure was until this episode that the I, this was basically what Spock was doing. Spock was trying to date the most Vulcan woman possible. Just to <laughs> just to prove, prove his Vulcanism, yeah, his Vulcanness. <laughs> well, and that's what Topring was scared of. Topring was scared, you know, because people made fun of you, and she said so. Because not in maybe so many words, but because I know you respect duty. This was your duty, and this, you know, I didn't want to be just another one of your responsibilities. I wanted us to have a real relationship, and I was worried that that's what you were doing, and. Which is kind of the same thing you're talking about. Like, he's going to prove his Vulcanness by marrying the most Vulcan person he can find. And I was wrong. You were wrong about, you know, their their relationship being bad in this episode or, or like, enough is enough or whatever. I was wrong. I thought she was going to be, like, a throwaway cold fish type thing. Yeah, she's real hot, but who wants that, right? When you got warm nurse chapel sitting right there. Uh, well, I was the wrong. other thing is, is that she proved that this is real. It's it's not even like a for show thing or even just a Vulcan logic thing. It is for real. She showed up to save his ass, understood what he was doing, and then came back after understanding what he was doing. And rather than taking the out that he gave her, went, no, no, I'm in this. Well, yeah, watched him make out with another chick, which I think inadvertently turned her on. And then because the first thing she suggested right after that is sex, not let's talk. Not, no, no, no. Like, brief talk, and then let's get naked. By the way, I came to save you and throw away my career. This is is wife material if ever I've seen it. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's ride or die right there. Tapring is, is solid people, I'm just saying. Um, just managed to work her logic out so that she could go get her man and figure this stuff out while not exposing Cybok. This, that's that's ballsy, man. I mean, that's she's she's got it going on. I got to give her that. I I was wrong about the prank, but uh, I did. Now let me ask but you. We this. are so right about Chapel. Oh man, are we right about Chapel? <laughs> I mean, I mean, we could almost change this cast name to the you know, Nurse Chapel Appreciation Cast. Damn it. I love that woman. I mean, as much as I and believe me, Captain Angel is my favorite bad guy in this show. Period. I love her. She is the sexiest, most beautiful, most just probable night. Wesley sleep tight, most likely to kill you in the morning. I love that. That and the fact that she's actually this is a woman who is in love with a guy in jail. And she's actively planning his prison break. That is the equal level of commitment that Tapring has on the other side of the law. I would suggest to you probably more so since you ha happen to hire a pirate crew, take over a Federation ship just for the possible gambit of getting her man. This is commitment from both women. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and... As fun and awesome and, and honorable as to bring his eye, bet you Captain Angel's a hell of a lot of fun. Especially when she's done in her in her room there. <laughs> but let me ask this: What do you think that that scene with them uh, with with Spock and Chapel at the end, where she he came to talk to her in the sick bay? What do you think the emotion running behind her? Her words oh, she, oh are, she she decided she liked him a couple of episodes ago. You think? Yeah. I think she but liked she, him. But yeah. she she she's that. Well, you know, they, the way they've kind of explained her story arc is that she's been the one with a guy or girl in in every port, and just because she never found the person that she really honestly believed was being honest with her enough that she could truly just let herself go and be herself. And that's what she found in Spock, somebody who would be honest with her. 
Now, what she doesn't know is that Spock is what Spock didn't say, which is, yeah, I really like you, too, but there's Topring over there. Yeah. And she just <laughs> almost threw away her career to come get my ass. <laughs> and we've had wild sex. So <laughs> she was giving me Vulcan Umox. <laughs> Have you ever heard a Vulcan scream, oh, God? <laughs> Because I was doing that earlier. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, th- as much as I love Chapel, and I do, because if I if you gave me anybody to pick as a character, not a, you know like how hot, I, not not that kind of stuff, but as a character, if I had a shot with anybody on the Enterprise crew, be I Lieutenant or Alien of the Week, I would go and see about Chapel. However. To pring is a hell of a thing to walk away from, and oh it, it, yeah, I mean that's that's not going to happen. I mean this is this is a woman who is ready and willing to do whatever it takes to make their relationship work, including like reviewing sex techniques and flying across the galaxy to throw her career away, possibly. And watch him make out with another chick because you know it's a, a way that he's trying to act to save your career. This is a good, this is a good relation. This is a solid foundation. All right, you don't throw that away. It's real tough to to like sit there and make out with Chapel. And then, did you see how wide her eyes got when she was she figured out he was about to kiss her? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that deer of the headlights look like. uh Oh, please forgive any liberties I'm about to take. He did everything but, like, grab her booty and, and pick her up by it while he was kissing her. You know, like, you know, uh, uh, naval welcome home style. For T'Pring to watch all that uh, and still be like, oh, of course, now let's go have sex. That's that's a good relationship. That is a, a freaking good woman. Now, now to to move to some extent onto the other plot line going on in here. Did you get to the joke about the whole chin profile of Captain Pike? <laughs> I'm not one to mess up a chiseled jaw. <laughs> Was it Alpha Braga Four or whatever it is? We're going to start a mutiny. <laughs> Well, the fact that first of all they've run enough of these gambits between the two of them that they have names for them. It, and the fact that she knew exactly what he was doing right away and just went with it with him, even though she's like, no, no, come on, man. We're seriously doing this. <laughs> I he, Actually, you know, the vibes I got between the two of them when they got to that was uh, Maverick and Goose in the bar. <laughs> you could you could just you could just see him looking at her going, you know, she's lost that love and feeling. She's going, oh, no, she no, she, no, really? no, no. Oh, no. I hate it when she does that. <laughs> No, she's lost it. She's lost it, Goose. <laughs> that's the vibes I got between the two of them with that in that episode. It was just that whole we're we're just gonna do our thing, and and at the end when he's playing pirate, and she's just like, please stop, please please stop. Arm, I arm, and you can see. I I don't know if she was actually trying to keep it together or whether that was just the thing, but she's just sitting there trying not to laugh. <laughs> Arr, matey. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> if I was captain of a starship, I'd walk everywhere with a peg leg. It would be awesome. <laughs> oh, you definitely have to get an eye patch at the very Oh, moment. yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're going to have to speak up on account of me peg leg. <laughs> what? It doesn't even make sense. Arr. <laughs> sea turtles. You know, I mean, like... <laughs> you just oh it's so good uh he must have a ball on this show <laughs> he must just have a ball I, but, but, but even look at the character the character is just having a ball oh yeah and and that's what i think is going to finally get him in trouble is he sudden is he starting to get into the whole shit i know nothing bad's going to happen to me for the next 10 years might as well just go for it and have some fun with it <laughs> But I think that's going to come back to bite him in one of these episodes. Do you, I, I loved the shot where they've taken over the ship and he's got, he's got a big captain's wheel on the pirate ship. And I'm like, all right, that was a little heavy handed, but I'm down. 
I'm I'm actually or, for it. Or, or even we we may have taken the bridge a little prematurely. <laughs> <laughs> Our mutiny is kind of still in progress. <laughs> Could you help us out? We'd really appreciate it. <laughs> you got like a cage behind him. People are climbing the walls and shooting stuff and everything. I'm like, all right, yeah. You know what? That's that's pretty cool. I also loved Erica going. How do I fire gently? <laughs> <laughs> gently take out hey, the impulse. Gently, gently, gently. It's like how do I, how do I even do that? What do, what do you want me to do? Uh, I this was it's not like it's not like it's not like ship phasers have a stun setting. <laughs> what are we gonna do? You know, just really well done. This was, I think, my second favorite episode. I know that's funny to say. I mean uh, the. Uh, uh, well, what I was going to interject when you said really well done and just even the, the entire show, I actually thought about something last week. I was going to say it last week, but I couldn't be on the show. I have to admit that I'm really amazed that they made what was at the time the dorkiest looking spaceship cool. Oh, yeah. And and without even redesigning it, like they, for the uh, the Chris Pine stuff, they actually had they actually like redesigned the Enterprise. Oh, and it looked they didn't good. redesign it. It's the same friggin' Enterprise, but they actually made it look good. You know, it takes a certain kind of wizardry to to redo something that that should be a certain way and make it adjust adjust it basically for 60 years in the or 50 60 years in the future uh that's a lot of time you know you're talking 1960s but but they managed to suspend disbelief because you're you are sitting there going that's the same enterprise yeah but at the same time you're also going it may be the same enterprise but it looks awesome way and it's not just the fact that it's cgi and the thing can actually move versus just float there in front of a cardboard starfield the ship itself just looks better oh even though it literally is the exact i mean it's got the goofy radar dish in the front of it you know all of that stuff you know the part that that gets me is I, i i have my father watching this as well now he was a a youngish man um probably in his late teens when Star Trek came out. You've watched Strange New World. How you like it? And he said, well, I, to be honest, I had some serious concerns. One is Leonard Nimoy is my Spock. And I'm like, I understand that. I understand that. And he goes, eh, no disrespect to Zachary Quinto, but no. And I'm like, I get it. He said, but this, this kid, you know, this is my father talking. He's like, this kid is doing a really good job of of maintaining Spock. But he said the thing that really gets me is even though almost none of the characters are the same. You know, I have Spock, I have uh, Uhura who is not Nichelle Nichols. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. But continue. He goes, but I have, you know, I have some continuity. But the thing that really gets me, he goes, and I, I've went back and I've looked because he has my Paramount login. And he's like, I went back and looked and I watched the old series or at least several of the old series. And he's like, even though it's way better, and he's making the same kind of comparison you are, even though it's way better, way updated, and all that kind of stuff, the Enterprise feels the same. It's not. By any stretch. He goes, look at the bridge. I mean, it's obviously cardboard and plywood that's been painted, and the doors have people on other end, you know, on either end of them closing them. You can watch them shake because they, you know, the walls are cardboard and everything. He goes, but, but honestly, the bridge, you know, the bridge feels the same. And you know, he said they it has red accents, it has the the same kind of vibe as it. And he goes, the external shots feel the same, updated, but they feel like the Enterprise. But but they're they're actually going about making all the things that we spent sixty years making fun of cool. Yeah, I made fun of you know uh, the last episode that I had a chance to talk to you guys about it was they brought back the green wraparound. Oh yeah, yeah, and still made it look cool. They brought back the um, uh, friend versus friend weird weapon fight with even with the same music and made it cool. Uh, All I can hear is Peter Griffin singing it now, but (laughs) actually. 
who I unfortunately hear singing it is Jim Carrey from the Cable Guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Peter Griffin's better. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> I know this may be sacrilegious in some uh, some courts, but I was never a Jim Carrey fan. You know, I love I loved him in The Mask, and I liked. Uh... Uh, it, okay, that was one of two movies that I enjoyed was The Mask, which was it was actually a, a uniquely suited to his talents. It was it was the fantastic. Other, the other one of his that I really enjoyed was Liar Liar, but I'm of the opinion that you could have put any comedic actor in that movie and it would have worked. Uh. I don't know if any comedic actor, but you could have done a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, you could have. You could have. But it it wouldn't necessarily have been the same movie, but the concept would have worked. Yes. Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, But I would argue that, I mean, you could not be a Jim Carrey fan, but the mask was transcendent of of the normal things that you would you would tag off on on a Jim Carrey performance fit seamlessly into the mask that and it had a young cameron diaz in it and i'm a huge fan um uh but but i'm i'm really enjoying the fact that with uh strange new worlds they are bringing back all the things that we made fun with one exception and that's the exception i keep waiting for every episode they still haven't killed red shirts they don't kill a red shirt at ensign like what the hell the only one who came close to that, and he survived and even showed up for a quick cameo again, was uh, Kirk. Yeah, and they did kill seven people, but they they didn't show. They weren't red shirt deaths. They were they they died, and it was tried. You felt bad for them, like a red no, shirt no, death. You can't feel need, bad red, for them. Red shirts need to die the same way that Kirk got in, injured. They're the ones going around scanning something and poke the wrong thing and it blows up in their face. Right. Or they, they die on, they die, red shirts die on an away mission well, right before or, or, a commercial break to or make things the dramatic. ones who get taken out when they get attacked. Right. Well, yeah, you know? same difference. They, like, red shirts need to die as, uh, to further the, the drama of the plot is what you need to, and it needs to anger the captain, so he's now determined because he's lost people. And look what happened when Pike lost people. He was upset. He wasn't furious like like Kirk was. Kirk's like, "You killed my men. I'm gonna make you eat that." You know, like whatever it is. Pike's just like, "Man, human beings lost their life, and I, I was the captain during that, and I suck." You know, I I should have been able to save them. That's how. Pike deals with it. Kirk's like, crap, now I gotta replace some red shirts, you know? <laughs> I needed those red shirts. We're bu- we're below quota. <laughs> <laughs> or or we're gonna have to get them vengeance. Spock, add them to the list. <laughs> exactly. How big is my revengeance list? <laughs> you know? Well, let's see here. We lost one this week and two last week and one the week before that. I think we're at eight now. <laughs> crap, that's a lot of revenge. <laughs> So far, uh, so far, Captain, you need to get revenge on the Romulans, the Klingons, the Breen. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go have sex with an alien and work off all this angst, you know. Like, but Pike did manage that, okay? He had sex with the wrong alien, but you know what? That's fine. She was a hot wrong alien. It's, it's good. The racist, child-killing alien. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, I mean, she was kind of racist and she did kill children, but she was super hot. All right. That's, <laughs> other than that, it was fine. <laughs> I might go back there if I get put in a wheelchair. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it, they they are they're they're making a lot of the things that I would suggest are Star Trek tropes or or easy easy pickings well basically all the things that galaxy quest made fun of they're making cool yeah they're they're making or at the very least making a reason why they needed to do it and i gotta respect that i'll be honest that's that's pretty freaking cool uh and what how much ever storyline you want to put jess bush in i'm gonna watch it that's just that's just what's going to happen, because that woman is unbelievably good-looking, and I love Nurse Chapel. She is so funny and so witty. Well, if, the, 
if they can find the right actor to do it, I really would like them to go ahead and replace Mbenga or even bring him in as a resident or something like that, McCoy. Because I want to see this Nurse Chapel interacting with McCoy. God, wouldn't that be cool? Like, this this doctor is way more... I mean, he may be not as... uh, uh, He may be just as accomplished at Bones, but he's kind of a non-entity when... Like, everyone else on the screen, like, freaking shines... And then there's Mbenga. Like, when Bones was on the screen, Bones was on the screen. You were paying attention but nothing but Bones. Because he well, was Bones badass. Bones was the type that demanded attention. Though. Right. Uh, this, Mbenga, this, not so much. He's just kind of a quiet doctor. I mean, we, we need to hear our first, I'm a doctor, not an engineer, or whatever the hell. <laughs> a doctor, not a bricklayer. You know? <laughs> it's like... Like that cranky, why are you interrupting me? (laughs) And we need Pike to look at him and go, what is that supposed to mean? (laughs) I don't even know what I'm supposed to do with that. You know, (laughs) have this cranky dude tearing it up inside. I mean, that's why Nurse Chapel was always snarky and stuff, because she had to deal with McCoy all day. Well, but but see, that's that's the point is you've got this Nurse Chapel that they've created, which is just a ray of bawling, glowing light. And... Just to put her in with the cranky, nasty, always in a bad mood, complaining about everything McCoy, it would be the perfect for. I mean, you'd literally have the odd couple in the in the in the uh, med deck. Oh yeah, I mean, just to watch Chapel and McCoy, that could be a spinoff in itself. Chapel and McCoy are Starfleet Medical. You know, tonight at eight. You know, I would totally watch that. God help you if we got Carl Urban to do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got another show. I know, but he. Uh, honestly, that dude, I, I don't know what acting coach he got to be like, okay, you're going to be a country doctor. <laughs> and he was like, right. In space. Yeah, in space. He's like, right. <laughs> Look, if you freak this up, you're going to lose your job, okay? This has to be right. You must get this right. Because if you don't, nobody's going to believe it. Because you're about a foot and a half taller than DeForest Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> and got at least uh, 60, 70 pounds on him. Right, and it's all muscle. And he was a very slight-built man, so you are going to have to work at this. And he did, and it was amazing. So they, they're they going to, if they ever introduce him, they're going to have to get somebody with that level. You'll, you'll know if they've got the right person if... Pike looks at him, introduces himself, and says, do you like your new uh, med- medical bay? And the answer is, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell put this here? We're going to have to change that. Nurse! The hell is my nurse? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever set this up, this place was set up by a madman. Uh, Dr. Ambega was my friend of years. Figures! Yeah. <laughs> I'll fix this. It's like stone knives and bear skins in here. Where the hell is my... Where is my drink? <laughs> I got something in the buffer. Cleared it. That's fine. Somebody get me a cognac, you know? <laughs> I'm just going to erase the buffer, damn it. <laughs> damn thing should have been cleared months ago. Uh, that was his daughter. Well, it's not anymore. Where's my, where's my stuff? I mean, that's what you want, you know? Where is Bones? Bones would make this way more interesting. Actually, uh, see, and, and I like the idea of him as a resident, because can you see Bones trying to work for Mbenga? Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Bones would just shank him and finish his whiskey. I mean, that's, that's, it. that's it. Well, I don't know. He beamed off the ship. Where did he beam? We're in the middle of space. I don't know. Oh, be so um, good. Hey, hey, why is the transporter turned off? I always hated those things, but there was somebody in the buffer. <laughs> yeah, I really don't care. <laughs> I mean, it's just so freaking good. I would, I would love to see that. Uh, just well, I, but but see, I see that's the thing is is that the the characters that they put in there, if they choose to start introducing some of these characters coming yeah, the ones in, that as, have to leave. Yeah. Uh, No, actually, you don't even have to do that at this point. We've got 10 years. So all of those characters that we know are either like Uhura that that are going to need to cycle through. The only one who's the only character who is not as a character old enough to have gone through um, the Academy through this period of time is Chekhov. 
So yeah, everybody so, else could be serving at this and, point. And Scotty was actually a bit older than the rest of them. Scotty could well, be Scotty and Bones tenant. were both old. Yeah, so or, and that's what I'm saying is is Scotty could be just one of the people working for the the guy with the antennas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just like just like Bones could be a resident at this point. <laughs> So there is the ability to bring those people in, not even really make them main characters, but just have them be people who are lower ranked characters at this point. I would I would love to see it in any I'd love to see bones in any way possible. I don't think we're going to. But the the ones we do got or the ones we do have have got some serious shoes to fill. But I think they're really doing a good job of that. Like I don't question Laon or Chapel I mean, could, or or Una. Well, or, could you could you um uh could you imagine seeing Ortegas teaching Sulu how to fly? <laughs> That'd be cool. See, I like Ortegas. I think she's awesome. I I honestly don't have a problem with anybody on the crew right now. Like I don't oh, I don't look at anybody and go, you don't need to be here. Like no, the crew is, the crew is awesome. I guess what I would saying is is that and I and I don't think we'll really see any of it this season. I'm saying I think it might show up depending on how many further seasons we get out of this. Um, that you might start seeing some of those characters as lieutenants and ensigns and academy um, uh, um, circulators coming through, you have that opportunity if you choose as the writers and showrunners. Um, but you're right. The crew that we have now is awesome. Yeah, I think uh, they've done a fantastic job of making a working ensemble. Anson Mount is the right person to helm the the enterprise and in, instead in the stead of kirk i mean this is the, couldn't have gone better once you had him you can build a crew around him and that's exactly what they did they're like okay you need a crew keep rebecca romaine because she's awesome uh let's make her not fun in fact make her where fun goes to die and then we're gonna do i i, I do have to say and this is a completely besides the point, but I am thrilled to death that they actually got rid of the 60s haircut they gave her for Discovery. <laughs> they gave her the big, the, the, the big bouffant. Yeah, the big bouffant. <laughs> yeah, the fact that they just went, okay, we can give her a ponytail, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> be, because that bouffant was bad enough that I didn't even know it was Rebecca Romaine until, <laughs> like, several episodes in. <laughs> Saw saw her name on the uh, credits list and went. Where is she? Is she playing? <laughs> Just uh, and she's playing it down. She is. She's she's playing it down. She's being very restrained. She has to be a foil to all the other crap going on here right now. And it's got to be fun. It's got to be fun to play. That's all I'm saying. I'm enjoying this show. It is it is very well done. I have been enjoying the crap out of it. This is like I said, other than the episode where they're all running around doing, doing crazy, I think it was episode five. Uh, I just I'm really having a good time. Uh, how many episodes did you say we were going to get with this? Ten. Is that is that I for think... sure? Well, that's what it was on IMDb as is for oh. ten episodes. Well, and IMDb is probably right. <laughs> Yeah, they well they tend to know, uh, but oh man, this is this is much better than I thought it would be, and they are definitely walking the line on being able to tell the story they want to do and keeping it fresh and new and cool and and making stories that they want to tell. So I well. I, I, it's what I said basically from the beginning. You know, we, we've had Picard. I think Picard is an excellent story. We have Lower Decks, which is obviously a comedy. We have Discovery, which has had its ups and downs. Um, but this is the first thing that they've come out with. I, I think since Next Generation went off the air, that Honest to God feels like Star Trek. I know what you're saying. I don't know if I agree with all of that. But I definitely understand it. Yeah. Yep. I you know listen, I I enjoyed the movies that we've had recently in the uh, I think what they're calling the Kelvin universe. Mm-hmm. I, I did enjoy them, but as enjoyable as they were, they didn't feel like Star Trek to me. 
they took too many liberties on time and how things were going to go. You know, if you really want to look at it logically for the story of the, the first Star Trek movie that they came out with, there is absolutely no reason under the sun that Kirk should have ever ended up as captain as the Enterprise. None. <laughs> no. but, but at the same time, it was entertaining enough and fun enough for there to be enough suspension of disbelief to just run with it. This is the first time that, this, as I said, it really feels cohesive and connective Star Trek. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this you, is you, you like got, it's close, this is the way it's supposed to be. And it's this way on you, purpose. You got close to it with season two of Discovery. This is it. Yeah, this that that was that was really good storytelling on season two of Discovery. Uh, now, I don't think it's a coincidence that Pike was there. Quite honestly. No, not at all. Because once again, you you that was the one thing that Discovery has never had, even now where they finally just went ahead and made Burnham captain um, is an honest to God captain for everything to center around, Mm -hmm. Uh, even even though they went with the idea of making it about the science officer instead of the captain, which actually I did like. But at least you, when you had season two, you at least had that captain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and as soon as, as soon as Pike took command, everybody was like, "Oh, wow, this is really good." I mean, he's really good. Uh, and I, I think it was the correct decision to go. Okay, we're going to take him and we're going to make a series because that one can lead a show. That character can lead a show. And they were 100% correct, as far as I can tell. I mean, this is this is just been excellent. Really has. And, I'm, and, I'm and once again, how many how many seasons do most of these shows go these Three, days? Three, four. At most, seven. Correct. Most, I, I would be surprised I mean, if it got more. I mean, than three or seven. Four. Seven was the the, the longest running of the. Uh, uh, it was as how far Next Generation went with seven seasons. Was it? Yeah. Dang. So, so, but, but if you think about it, if we've actually, he's got ten years before he runs into his his wall. Mm-hmm. So you've got plenty of storytelling to do over three, four, five, six, seven seasons. Yeah, quite a few. So so this could go the distance if it wants to. The fact that you actually have a, uh, you know, a hard end to the story that's already been told does not make a difference. They started it far enough back that you could go for seasons with this. DS9 had seven seasons. Voyager had seven seasons. I did not know that. So, so yeah, the, the, so even even if it goes the distance of seven seasons, even if you did like a season, you know, each season represented a year in the life of the Enterprise. Hell, the Enterprise is only supposed to be on a five year mission at the moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, and, so there, there, and... there's plenty of uh, time before you run into that Pike is now dead. Yeah, and the crappy thing is, you know, like we're getting ten episode seasons, and like even like uh, DS Nine had like twenty episode seasons or nineteen episode seasons or something like that. So I mean, it was like mm, crap. <laughs> you know, like our seasons are significantly shorter. But I, you know what? It, it, serious quality, and I'm super freaking happy that there. Uh, there's only been one episode where I was just like, eh, you know, it's all right. The rest of them have been really. Good. I thought this was going to be. I, I swear. Really? Because I, I started. I thought it was going to be this episode. Once it actually took off, I was like, "Oh, I'm wrong. This is fun." Oh, as soon as I saw Captain Angel, I was like, even in her civvy clothes and her little little zippy suit and all that kind of stuff, her bare midriff. I'm like, "Oh, not only is she a bad guy, <laughs> she's going to kill people. This is going to be awesome." And then I, then they did a cat suit and the little oomch, oomch music, and I was like, "Oh, I like her. We need more of her. Like, this is a great bad guy." <laughs> I'm super happy with this. <laughs> oh, crap. Well, uh, you got anything else, sir? I do not. Well, we, uh, at least at this point, we are going to have Shannon back next week. We promise. We are sorry you guys had to listen to us dra- drone on uh, without Shannon. She would have moved us along, I'm sure. Well, she would have gotten us off of us just talking about how hot all the different women are. 
No. And then again, she no, does join us in yeah, on I was, that. I was going to say, but... no, that's not Shannon. She would, she would have voiced her opinion on that. <laughs> yes, but she would have at least got us back around to something other than that at some point. Uh, at some point. Well, we did get her back around to some of that at some point. But yeah, oh no, Shannon is never afraid to tell you how hot she thinks girls are. That's one thing she has not shied away from at all. Uh, I told her, I'm like, can I have Captain Angel for my birthday coming up next month? <laughs> she said, because she hadn't seen the episode yet. She's in Savannah. And she's like, is that something I should know? Is that like, is that a thing we need to do? And I'm like, that is definitely a thing we need to do. <laughs> you, you may not know now, but you will. <laughs> you will in a couple hours when you get back to the hotel room and prop up uh, or pop up Paramount Plus. But I didn't tell her that. So I'm waiting for the text later on on whether that's a uh, a yay or nay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. We we probably need a, a Captain Angel, babe. I'm just saying. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what she says. But uh, thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you guys for downloading and being with us. And uh, we will see you next week. I think we got an email that we need to read, but I'm going to wait till Shannon's back to, to read that stuff. So anyway, we will see you guys and talk to you next time. This has been an episode of the Strange New Worlds Fancast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us. If you'd like to hear more shows like this one, you can find us at strangenewworlds.podbean.com for more podcasts on Strange New Worlds. If you'd like to contact us, you can hit us up via email at strangenewworldsfancast at gmail.com or on Twitter at trek underscore worlds. We are a part of the Lone Wolf Podcast Network. And to hear more of this cast and other casts like it, you can check us out at lonewolfpodcasts.com. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.